0: we want our riders, our trainers to emulate what our students should be at. And we do have people that race here that, that train here and race here, but we also have Betty that works at the hospital and she's just trying to lose weight. Hi, this is Amy, the senior group fitness instructor at the indoor cycle instructor podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at indoorcycleinstructor.com.
1: Hi, welcome to another episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. I'm John McGowan, your host, and you can find us as always at indoorcycleinstructor.com. I am in Denver, sitting in the yoga studio at Breathe Denver who is the host location for our Stage 5 Cycling certification training that Jennifer and I are participating in. I'm sitting with Sarah T.V. Russell, who is the owner-proprietor of this very quaint studio here in Denver. Sarah, welcome to the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Sarah T.V. Russell, you need to explain what T.V. stands for first.
0: Before I opened the studio, I actually um, worked in television, and my middle initials are TV and it kind of just stuck out on resumes and people would actually call me for jobs because they're like, what does that stand for? So my middle name is actually Tabitha Bay. My parents couldn't agree on a, on a middle name, so they combined two into one. I, there's too many Sarah Russells in the world to not stick out with that. So
1: Now, you've told me some interesting stories and I'm going to try to pull them out of you here. <clears throat> you told us that yesterday you had celebrated your one year anniversary of Breed Denver. That's correct, yeah. Tell us initially, how did this get started?
0: Well, going way back, I got laid off from a television job. About a week prior to that, I was at a mountain biking festival, and I remember thinking, God, I really wish I had more time to ride my bike and do more yoga. And lo and behold, I got laid off that Friday.
1: So you were given the time you were looking for. Yeah, Be careful exactly what you asked careful, right? for, be careful what you
0: wish for. <laughs> I really didn't think that the job market was that bad at that time, so I actually went on a road trip with my daughter, um, drove all over the U.S., and... Went up to Canada, went down to Mexico, and then came back and decided to look for a job. Couldn't find anything in, in my industry. I fell back on some yoga teaching clients that I had before. I started teaching at like gyms and studios around town, and and I realized that I was making other people a lot of money, and I was getting paid like twenty five dollars a class. Or some yoga studios pay you four dollars a person, and maybe if you're an unknown instructor, you have like one person show up, so you're making like four dollars an hour, or the class is an hour and a half. As a single mom, I just couldn't do that, so I, just by a fluke, found this live workspace and decided, all right, this is what I want to do, and signed the lease, and nine days later, the day before we were going to open, because it didn't need any remodeling, I was hit by a car on my bicycle, so that kind of, yeah, that kind of slowed everything down, so we opened two months later, and that's why we opened in July instead of May, so.
1: Gotcha, okay, so you, and your initial focus was on yoga,
0: the initial focus was on yoga, thinking that, I mean, Denver's got kind of a hub for yoga. We've got, oh my gosh, it's a dime a dozen for yoga studios. But we were trying to stand out because we were trying to offer a diverse array of different classes. A lot of studios specialize in like one type of class, or they have a really well-known instructor, and I knew that we weren't bringing that to the table. So there were a few styles that I really loved that I wanted to focus on, and then a few lesser-known styles that I thought, oh, this would be great to, to bring to people. We opened in the summer, and I wanted to have cycling incorporated later because I love bikes. And I started this business with nothing, no loans, nothing. Um, I think I had enough money in the bank to make the deposit amount on the space. So
1: was that that scary?
0: It was, but it felt like the right thing to do. Like, I don't, I don't think I was making the decisions consciously. It was more like a fight or flight response. Uh, at that point I knew, you know, I'd gone through my savings. I had known, you know, at that point I had Already been in the accident, had You're broken are <laughs> right, broken my back, had two surgeries. So, I had an, the intention of opening the studio with me and a couple of friends, Jen being one of them, Jen, who's one of our, our coaches here. She ended up being on tour all summer, so it was really just me running the place. And then, of course, breaking my back and being bedridden and being heavily, heavily medicated, I had to hire on instructors. So, we ended up having 20 instructors at the studio right away, wow. which was a little that was more overwhelming to me than giving all my money to rent, I guess at that point
1: sometimes I wish these were were video because you could see her you could see Sarah here she all of a sudden lights up like the wow and and you almost it, the perception is that you almost enjoyed the the risk in it
0: uh, well, I always tell my students in my yoga classes that it's not the destination it's the journey, and I really, really believe that and I can't wait to look back at this time and be like, remember when I couldn't make, you know, when I was barely getting by. And coming from the TV industry, I drove a new Volvo. I, you know, owned a house. Now I'm a renter, a happy renter. I drive an old Ford Escort that falls apart every time I get into it, but I couldn't be happier. I mean, I'm really a bike commuter anyway, so the car's not that big of a deal. The studio right. is 10 minutes from my house. I, I know a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, you're always working. But when it's your business, you don't really think of it as work. You know, I'll be doing tweets at nine or 10 at night and. Friends a bit. Like, come on, let's go out, let's do something. Or my daughter will be like, oh, you know, let's read a story. And I'll just be like, oh yeah, it's story time, you know. But my daughter has her own space here in the studio now. We've moved from the original location to a, a big storefront location at this exactly.
1: point. Yes. Um, oh, it is right here on the main drag. And you've got an amazing traffic coming by. And you described a, a unique interviewing process that you use for your intercycling instructors. Describe that.
0: When we put a job post out for cycling instructors... We got a lot of people that were, come from personal training backgrounds and were spin certified or had done that 24 hour certification. And when we started talking to them, we realized they had absolutely no idea how to ride a bicycle. We had a few people come in and they, they did like a five minute excerpt from a class. And I was just thinking, oh my God, I would never take this class. Like this isn't cycling. So Jen had the idea that, hey, we should interview them on the bike outside. And if they can keep up, then that's the first sign, and then make them take some of our classes. Jen, Jen actually really pushes our, our cycling program pretty well, and that's how I found out about Stage 5 and, and Tom Scotto. We interviewed a few people, and we didn't even get out on the bike. I mean, you could tell that they didn't ride. <laughs> so um, we got a resume from, it was just through friends of friends. We're, we're pretty big in the cycling community here. There's a lot of bike Meetups and rides and, you know, quote-unquote gangs, you know, that mm-hmm. that get together and go
1: bar hopping, that kind of stuff. Well, we watched one last night, actually. The
0: Denver Cruisers? Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. There's like 30 of them coming down the street. Yeah. And but forgive me, but the first thing I looked at when I saw them, I thought, these are all guys without girlfriends or wives.
0: <laughs> I think that's why they go. <laughs> they have to find one. Yeah, so we met Lee. He's our, our third. We only have three cycling coaches here. Okay. Um, we met Lee and... He came dressed in a full kit and, looked when he, apart. Mm-hmm, and when it was time to get on the bike, he's like, can I put my pedals on? And Jen and I looked at each other and we're like, this is totally the guy. Like he has his own pedals. Like he won't even ride on our pedals. We ended up not even doing the outdoor ride with him. But from there on out, we were like, everyone that we hire is going to go out, do the ride. He had to take Jen's metal Monday classes, which is a pretty intense class. It's an hour 15 on the bike. She does a lot of endurance training in that okay. class and it's to heavy metal music Now, and
1: this is to demonstrate that they actually have the fitness to... That they have the
0: fitness to keep up and that, you know, she was watching, we were watching form. We want our riders, our trainers to emulate what our students should be at. We do have people that race here, that, that train here and race here. But we also have Betty that works at the hospital and she's just trying to lose weight. So our classes are really diverse.
1: Now, do you offer any kind of a fusion class where you're combining, you know, the cycling and your yoga?
0: Yeah, cycling? we have a class that's called Yoga Cycle. Oh, perfect. We do 30 minutes on the bike, and depending on the time frame, we have one class that's 45 on the bike and then 30 minutes on the mat. But what we do in that class is it's, it's a pretty intense, high-aerobic class. It's geared towards people that want to lose weight. That's the majority of the people. They're in it to, to stay in shape or to lose weight. It's never. We don't really get those guys that race in that class so much. And then you go to the mat and we stretch out and lengthen all the muscles that we just contracted on the bike. So we really focus on outer hips, quads, hamstrings, a lot of shoulder openers. You know, my goal at the end of that class is that they should not feel like they were even on a bike this morning, so or or that afternoon.
1: Oh, that sounds wonderful. So
0: yeah, we take a shavasana at the end, and and it's take all a what shavasana? That's the like rest pose at the very end of class.
1: Okay, uh, it's like me. a glorified I'm not, I'm not nap. Not a big yoga guy. Yeah. So
0: no, it's like a, it's a glorified nap essentially. Hopefully, nap
1: meaning sleep.
0: You don't really fall asleep. It's more of like a meditation. It Just depends on what you feel like doing. Most of the time, people are so tired and so invigorated yet yet soothed by their their ride and then their practice that as soon as they lay down they just kind of go into that space where they're not really in their body and maybe maybe they're thinking about their grocery list but then maybe they take a breath and then they go back to the grocery list you know so they're not always in their head about like okay I have to do this this and this today like this is my to-do list yeah so that's my main goal with that class we also have a cycle core class which became really popular because our, our biggest thing was we were seeing a lot of people getting uh, stronger on the bike, but they weren't necessarily strengthening their core to make them have more power or a few other things that where we're in a normal training situation you might add weight training or, or other other models. We developed a class that is anywhere from 45 to an hour on the bike, and then we get off the bike and go to a mat and do anything from sit-ups and push-ups to weird poses that just target the core you know it can be a yoga pose it can be something out of magazines we, we try to we try to do circuit training so that you're not just doing like sit-ups for 15 minutes
1: okay but it is a strength type workout
0: it's totally core focused so anything from like upper thigh uh, all the way up to you know chest level okay. is, is mostly what it is we also have stability balls and we use those as well in class there are all sorts of fun exercises that we can do on those.
1: Okay, so now you're making a recommendation to someone else. They say, Sarah, you know, I'm thinking we'd we'd like to start a studio. Would you recommend someone do yoga and recycling, or do you feel that you're better positioned doing both?
0: I think it would be really hard to just have a cycling studio unless you're an elite athlete that everyone knew that your name. But even in that case, you can't really get the newbies, the people that don't know anything about cycling. I mean, if you the only person they know in cycling is Lance Armstrong, and that's about it. Right. Okay. So, um, you know, you can't make a Marco Pantani reference. Uh, they won't get it. Okay. And with yoga, I think it would depend on the place that you're in. Denver, like I said, their yoga studios are a dime a dozen. I think the economy has hit a lot of industries like this pretty hard because people take away their, you know, quote-unquote luxuries in their life. And to some people, yoga is something that's not negotiable. It's, it's They're going to do it. It makes them feel better. However, yoga is expensive. Most classes range in Denver uh, from like $12 to about up to $20 per class.
1: Okay. Depending so, on the notoriety of right. the instructor. And a
0: lot of gyms, well, it's, it's mostly like what studio, what, what their price is. Okay. Um, our drop-in rate is $14. I didn't want to go above 15 because I was like, as somebody who practices, I probably won't go to a place if I have to drop down 15 bucks. I came from it, from that perspective, like the economic spe- uh, perspective, we also do an unemployed senior student and military discount. Anybody can come to our studio for $10, any class that they want. And they also get $10 off of a package. So in the end, they make if they get one of our packages, they get about a $9 class.
1: Okay. Um, do you typically sell them per class, or are you selling packages more? You
0: know, it really varies. I'd say our students tend to just buy the one class at a time. We've got Metro State, DU, CU here. And then there's also Culinary Institute, there's... Ayurvedic stuff. There's, there's a bunch of different schools. It doesn't have to be an accredited institution, massage school. So we just honor that to anybody. And then what usually happens is they get their financial aid check or they get their tax refund. And then they come in and they're like, I'm buying a package today. (laughs) It's, it's really funny. We really thought that our attendance would go down over the summer and our attendance has maintained the same since February. We have not fluctuated. We fluctuated within like, you know, five to 10 people per month with our visits so the cycling we thought we would see drop off pretty incredibly in the summer because it's denver people in colorado yeah people in colorado like to be outside but what we found is our morning classes have really picked up people get their ride in in the morning then they have afternoon to go to happy hour or go to the park with their family or walk the dog or whatever
1: sure or Um, work
0: oh then there's the work thing What I would recommend to somebody wanting to do this, I would say definitely, like, diversify it. We've also stood out with certain class titles. We kind of make fun of the regular indoor cycling. Like, I don't want to say that we're snobs, but we definitely, like, joke around with our students. Like, you're not going to see jumps in here. You're not going to be, you know, jumping in and out of the saddle to techno music in our studio. Not to say that I don't play house music in some of my classes. I do.
1: Sure. That's good.
0: We have something called Metal Monday, and that is all heavy metal music. We just feel like that really gets people going. Like it's it's fast, it's hard, it's heavy, and people get so excited. And we have we have like people in their twenties that are bartenders that are covered in tattoos and piercings next to a housewife that has been home with the kids all day, and that's my favorite when they start interacting and and having a conversation. And then you realize that they're not that different. She's like trying to lose baby weight. He's trying to get in shape, you know, because he's at the bar all the time, you know. And then they start talking and. And it's just really cool to see those connections. I think that's my favorite thing about doing weird classes like that. We also have a class that's Thrash and Thursday. Those classes are all to punk, like old punk rock music, like The Clash. And Oh, know, perfect.
1: Oh, I would enjoy that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sex Pistols and right. so Dead we, Kennedys. and
0: Yeah, so we, we stood out with those classes. And I think those are the classes that got the draw originally. And then people started trickling into our other classes. We also started out with the yoga and we thought that the yoga would be the driving force and then people would maybe ride the bikes. That has not been the case. I had to totally throw out my business plan at that point because we had a lot of yoga classes on the schedule and I think we had four or five cycling classes on the schedule. And now it's kind of reversed. For the summer months, we've got just as many yoga as cycling. But in the fall, we'll ramp up with more cycling again.
1: Okay, so where do you go from here? You're a year in. Okay, what, what takes you to that next step
0: You know, I've been asking myself this over and over again. It kind of snuck up on me. I wasn't, all of a sudden, it was July 10th, and I was like, oh, I'm in a cycling training all day. I was like, this is totally where I want to be a year in. I have no idea, and I know that sounds terrible as a business owner, but I've really gone on faith on a lot of this. I feel like it just keeps working out the way that it's supposed to work out. We pay all our bills every month. I'd love to get more revenue stream so that we can increase business by marketing. We've done all of this without marketing, really, which is kind of incredible. We just have really great street presence. People love what the studio looks like when they walk in. We've been super friendly. I think that's another thing that we've done. We don't have the gym vibe. It doesn't smell like gym socks when you walk in. You don't smell incense when you walk into the studio. You know, it's not like that scary yoga, like, oh, I don't know if I'm a yogi or whatever. Right. We definitely have our yoga spaces, our yoga space, our cycling space, our cycling space. It's very urban. That's that's our goal. We, we just found our niche, I guess. Okay. So we're just going to keep riding that. We're definitely branching out doing other events. We did a, a really successful bike to work day. We started a revitalized lunch which is kind of a midday retreat for yoga in the park type of a thing. And then we have a meal that's included with that. So people can, Yeah,
1: and I saw that and that sounds like an interesting concept. And so explain that just a little more.
0: Yeah. We're working with a bed and breakfast that's nearby. They're sustainable. We're sustainable. We don't, we, we hardly throw anything away. I don't know if you saw in the bathroom, like we, we compost our paper towels as opposed to throwing them away. We try to be as eco-friendly as possible. So we found this bed and breakfast. It's called the queen Anne bed and breakfast. If you're ever in Denver, they're fabulous and they have this whole garden and patio area it's fantastic they're right across from a park so what we do is we do our yoga in the park then we go over there and eat lunch and it's just like you can see the downtown skyline like you're in downtown you look up from the trees and the beautiful garden and hear birds and then like you see the quest building so it's really weird that it's right in the middle of the city but part of our mission statement was you know finding tranquility in the middle of the city like you don't have to get away to the mountains. You don't have to like go to Mexico to get your vacation. Like you can do it right here in the city in the middle of your work day and then go back to the office refreshed for the rest of the week. So we do it on Wednesday at noon
1: and you do this every week.
0: It's every other week,
1: every other week. Okay. So we kicked
0: it up off on a bike to work day, which was last month. And then we have it again this coming week. And then, you know, every other until October. And then that'll lead into a, a weekend retreat in the city at the Queen Anne, where, you know, you turn off your cell phone, you leave the husband at home, and, you know, you just hang out for two days and do yoga and ride bikes and play in, in the city as if you were a tourist and you, and you didn't know the city.
1: Wow. So, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay, is there anything I've forgotten that you'd want to add?
0: As you can see, I love, I love this Place like it's it's definitely become our
1: again. Home. I keep I keep wanting to show people you just light up your big bright smile and you're all excited and it's so rare that I get to do a face to face interview. Oh, yeah. So much of everything I do is over Skype, right? Uh, or telephone. So
0: I think that the most important thing, like I said, we hired a lot of people right away. I went on my gut feeling with people. Some people worked out, some people didn't. We're, we have a staff of fourteen right now that I would trust. I mean, I trust my life with them right now because they have the keys to my business. They. They empty the cash drawer, you know, things like that. They set the alarm, they lock the door at night. And I feel like if I can't get to the studio, I can call on any single one of them and they would be here in a second because we have that mutual respect. So I'd say probably a big problem with with small businesses is they they forget what an asset the the people that they work with are. All of our employees are actually contractors. So that has made it an incentive for them to build their classes. So they're out marketing their classes. We're marketing their classes also, but like I said, we had no marketing budget. But we're like tweeting, we're Facebooking, we've got everything on our website. We do do little postcard flyers, and like I said, we go to events like Bike to Work Day. We go to bike lane openings. There's a lot of bike events that happen in Denver. Exactly.
1: Well, and your your draw is geographical within Mm -hmm. a certain area. Right. So that's where you really need to focus your efforts.
0: Yeah. So I recommend just getting as involved as you can in the community. Like that's that's what people want, especially now with the way the economy has been. They want to see the person that is making the money and they want to see that money go back into the community. So like with our revitalized program, we donate back to the community with the money that we raise. So $30 gives you the yoga class and a meal, and then we donate a percentage of that back to something sustainable in the city, whether it's, you know, supporting women's rights, like domestic violence shelters here in town, or we work with Denver urban gardens. So it's, it's a sustainable thing. It's something to like bring back to the community so they can drive by an urban garden and be like, I helped pay for that because I took this lunch class and it was awesome, you know, and
1: the connection that comes through that. Yeah.
0: It's not like, Oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. We did a Haiti fundraiser when we opened, but they can actually see the money and they can see where it goes and they can see that they can see that Colfax hasn't been known for being a very pretty street and they can see that Colfax is brightening up and and exactly. we're just one of the businesses that's local here it's not another chain it's not
1: So yeah. somebody's in Denver how where are you exactly We're
0: at 2033 East Colfax on the corner of Vine and Colfax near Josephine and York though we're about 5 minutes outside of downtown you can pretty much see downtown if you keep going uh, we have a parking lot, and you can find us online at breathedenver.com.
1: Sarah TV Russell, thank you for being on the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast.
0: Thank you.